Welcome to Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight. I'm Pete Wright, and that right over there is Sean Coleman. Hello, Sean. Hi, Pete. How's it going? Going very well. I'm excited about our conversation today because uh, it, it's a little bit more technical. You're going to educate me a little bit on BA Insights uh, in investment and research into AI NLP, AI and natural language processing. That's right. Uh, how, first of all, how did this uh, how did this come up as a topic for you? Just sitting there uh, reading the newspaper, you think, you know what I want to talk about this morning? AI and natural language processing. Yeah, no, I think it's a great question, right? So, uh, I mean, we we've done a, a ton of research and a ton of investment, right? So, if you if you if you kind of peel the layers back of, we've obviously talked on this podcast the way that that we view the market and, and kind of you know one third of our of our viewpoint outside of our connectors and outside of our UI framework is around our auto classification and metadata and taxonomy and generation and and text analytics and you can't really, in today's world, talk about that without really dealing with what people think AI is, what people think you know natural language processing is, which you know isn't always AI, but but there's you know Microsoft and Google are are both releasing capabilities here. Amazon has capabilities, Facebook. So I thought you know it's it, it, it's interesting for me to talk about this and dig a little bit in the technical, but it's probably if. And I get confused by it, so I'm thinking that people out there may be confused by it. Is all is AI all NLP? Is NLP all AI? Is it what is it is you know which one can you have one without the other? And so that's why I thought that it would be a good little thing to to dig into because I think it's it's top of mind. You know, data like we said, da- you know, data continues to to just massively increase the the way in which we communicate via you know social media channels and email changes, uh, but in the end, we still talk to each other like humans, uh, and the better ability to understand that, the better off I think everybody's going to be, and that's that's why I think it's an interesting topic. Well, and again, from a customer perspective, as soon as customers experience savvy, uh, you know, front end to a, a natural language processing application, they get very spoiled very quickly. Uh, it's it's really convenient to be able to um, to interact with your data. Uh, using natural language, so I, I think it's a, a very timely topic. So let's let's start off. What is uh, AI NLP? What's the stuff that gets you confused? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, first of all, the well, the way that we view you know the, the AI side of NLP. I mean, the NLP or just trying to understand and, and process natural language has been around for a very very long time. Uh, you know, basically, mm-hmm. as soon as someone started put pen to paper, someone needed to really understand what it was and and be able to communicate that. So. So text analytics kind of grew up in this area, uh, but it was all these very complicated algorithms and, and you had to build models and you had to, you know, give me, a, you know, a hundred of your documents and I'm going to, I'm going to understand those. And then we're going to apply that to the, to the other thing. The AI piece of it is that companies like Microsoft and Google and Amazon have invested heavily in this area. And so now you actually have that type of brain trust available to developers and others as a as an API that can just be tapped into. So we've we've kind of I'll say lowered the barrier to entry onto NLP by applying this kind of API cloud-based AI capability to it. It's not necessarily that Microsoft and Google are doing things vastly different than what we historically did, but what they've done is on such a scale and with such an access to information and access to training models that you're able to kind of short circuit, you're, you're, you're able to jump 
you know, 75% of the way there by integrating with one of these models. Uh, and a lot of times probably fit a bunch of your use cases. Now we'll talk in a little bit about where maybe it doesn't fit. You still have to kind of roll up your sleeves and do some of the traditional. But when we talk about AI NLP, I'm focused on there are providers out there, your Microsoft and your Googles of the world that are providing this as a service. Uh, and how do you best leverage that? And that's really what what we're talking about. So they're at least saving you the time of doing, as you say, that 75% of the legwork that you used to have to do yourself, the training you used to have to do yourself. Uh, and, and that is a, a fantastic head start. So how do, you, how do you frame a discussion around what they do differently, these two? you know the, we'll just say the two giants yeah uh, you know and that's or, or three giants right and that's who we've we, we've focused our integration and, and did really kind of a, a shootout in comparison of of google and microsoft right so we we did we integrated with both we fed the same content into both and and you realize that um you know from a marketing perspective uh you could look at you know if you go on there and say okay well, what what do they say they do um you know they're both dealing with things like uh semantic s- sentiment analysis so I'll be able to tell you as someone speaking about this in a positive or a negative fashion, uh, I'm able to extract concepts and entities, uh, and I'm able to extract, you know, key phrases. I'm able to tell you the language of the content of the, of the document or the bit of content that you've got. So, so in a lot of ways at a, at a high level, they provide the same capabilities. But if you think about where the two companies came from, they all, they grew up in, in different views of the world, where Google grew, grew up more consumer search engine. I need to find information out on the web, uh, and my consumers are, are trying to find that. And if I'm going to rule the world of search, I've got to have the best search engine for what consumers are going to look at. And Microsoft grew up in the world of, I'm a, I'm a platform for organizations and companies to to provide you know valuable services to their employees i'm going to i'm going to own mail and i'm going to own document creation and i'm going to own collaboration i'm going to do all these things so a kind of a consumer and a business view of the world so depending on how those companies grow up it was interesting to see the difference in the way that their that their kind of natural language capabilities uh capabilities work uh now they both have the things that we talked about, they both have a free tier. They both have deep documentation. They both have, you know, a, you know, API integration examples. Uh, but when it comes down to it, there were kind of some interesting differences, right? So uh, Microsoft, one of the key differences we saw is that, that Microsoft does things in kind of 5,000 chunks of characters at a time uh, and does really, really good at those 5,000 characters. So they'll tell you, exactly what the key phrase is about, exactly what it is, where Google took an approach of the the entire body. Uh, now, maybe that's directly related to uh, Google never uh, shied away from indexing as much of the internet as they could get. And Microsoft worked on a kind of a per document basis, which is where they grew up. And I think that's one of the differences that you see in the way that they uh, that they attack the problem. I never considered that the you know the way that they attack this particular problem is so is buried so deeply into their the sort of DNA of the company. Yeah, and that was what I think we were we were interested to find out. I mean, um, but in the end, the 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 results we got great results either way, uh, and it, what what it showed you was. Man, uh, it, it it takes it's going to take work for people to recognize what really the great results are, right? So so here's the 
here's the kind of the rub of, of natural language processing. Uh, either one of them are going to be able to break it down. They're going to be, be able to give you a good score of, yeah, we think this is positive text. We think this is negative text. Uh, we can tell you with beyond certainty that this is English and that's Spanish. Uh, and we could tell you that these people are talking about, uh, you know, Apple computer and these people are talking about iPhones and these people are talking about, you know, surface laptops. We can tell you all, all of those things, right? Um, but what needs to happen beyond that, and that, that's where the, you know, they're able, they're both able to train their models on, on the, what the world does. When you go take it and you implement it, and what we did was we integrate it with our auto classifier. So it's, you know, it's point and click. It's very easy for anyone to say, turn on natural language processing for Microsoft. Here's my API key. Turn it on for Google. Here's my API key. But what they can't do is apply that to what makes sense in your organization. So each organization speaks about things in different ways. We refer to our internal capabilities in certain ways. We refer to our, our employees in certain ways. We refer about our customers in certain ways. Uh, and, and that, what we found is that's very different customer to customer and a model that's, that's trained on basic things that are available in the world doesn't really pick up on that. Uh, so what we've seen is that there needs to be that next layer of intelligence where you take what's coming out of the general API engine and you say, okay, that's great. Here's what's important to my company. And here's the rules that are specific about my company. Now apply this next level of intelligence on that. Uh, and, and you, at that point in time, you really get great results. So our main learning was that, like I said, they're going to get you 75% of the way there, but it's not something that out of the box beyond, you know, recognizing the things that you, you know, if you need to know what language it is, awesome. If you need to know what specific companies it talks about, it's going to tell you that. Um, but there's a next level of intelligence that now that you have that, if you apply the knowledge you have about your organization, you're able to kind of take that output to the next level. And I think we saw that with either one of them. When you talk about the the in, the way these companies talk about themselves, my assumption is that you would have been talking about like a vernacular kind of a dictionary, like pharmaceutical has a specific um, sort of language, <laughs> for lack of a better word. They have specific uh, vocabulary that supports their business that is not the same as, for example, legal. Uh, dictionary, right? Mm -hmm. But are you talking about even more than that about the sentiment sort of sentiment analysis about the way they talk about employees? Or, or are we still just talking about kind of the broader language? No, I think it's both. I mean, the broader language for sure. Uh, I mean, you think we, we had an example that that, um, you know, a, a, a large insurance company that that they don't have customers, they have members, right? So that's the vernacular yeah. side of it, right? But then there's uh, there, there's just nuance in the way, and I think it's a, it's, it's probably a leadership thing, you know, when you deal with, with the corporate culture and things that when, you know, that they're, the way that they, you know, oh, that was great. It's great, you know, oh, or was it, oh, great, right? You know, like, you know, because <laughs> yeah, right. I said it that way, but great is positive most of the time. Most um, what of the we, time. Yeah. What we found out was that's not as individual as you would think. It's, it's almost, you kind of see patterns show up in, in, in companies. So there are, there are things where even, yeah, even in the positive and negative sentiment, the way in which they celebrate people, the way in which they, they have wins and the way in which they have losses are described in a, in a specific way that maybe doesn't meet the model of the general public. And we, we saw that in a number of different places. And I think it was very interesting to say, it was like, no, 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 that was completely positive. And you're like, well, 
didn't seem that way from the email, <laughs> right? And they're like, no, it's great. We were congratulating them. Oh, okay. So it's funny. That's fascinating. Well, did you learn anything that actually would in would, would help maybe influence, uh, you know, organizations on their decisions on who they might uh, want to leverage in terms of their natural language processing tool? I, I think we did, and 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 so I'm. I, hopefully, people won't view this as a cop out. I actually think that you need to make sure that you can support both, and that you can switch whenever you need to. So here's what we found out. Uh, when we started, it was, okay, Google is way better at pulling out the key concepts of this document. And then we went for that and we said, okay, we're going to do, we're going to do a, a, an implementation where you pull out, you take a document, you feed it, and we're going to give you the, the, the seven most important sentences of that document. And it's going to be a, a summary that you can read. And it was fantastic. And then we said, look, we're not getting near that capability out of what we see Microsoft. I think it was only three months, two or three months, we tested it again and Microsoft had the capability and boy, was it accurate, right? So it almost like there's a there's an arms race going where they're going to leapfrog each other. Uh, and at one point in time, Google will be better at one thing and Microsoft will be better at another. Uh, and, and that's what will be important to you. Expect it to shift and actually be able to to, to move what you're doing between one or the other. So our answer is don't feel like you have to pick one. Make sure that your platform and your approach allows you to integrate with whatever is right. There's so much investment going on on an AI, NLP, text analytics capability. Uh, and it may not even be Google or Microsoft. It may be some other startup that pops up and is doing something very interesting. If you've designed with that in mind, you'll be able to take advantage of that if you view this as a platform selection and selected one platform, uh, you know you, you could get beat pretty fast by someone who's coming up and has that flexibility. So that was our big learning. View view them all as toolkits, and don't don't look at a tool and say I don't need to use that tool. Right? You want to try to use them all if it makes sense. Any big surprises for you personally in going through this uh, this process? Anything really jump out at you that you didn't expect? I, a lot of things jumped out at me. I mean, we 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 took the nat, the NLP and we we did you know even more things with with image and video, right? So if you think about you know logically, I'm going to write things down, but then I'm going to take pictures of things, and then I'm going to take videos of things. So so to really understand the human world, you have to you have to do all three. You have to do audio, you have to do video, you have to do pictures, you have to do text. Sure. Um, so when we got into this. The, the accuracy and the capability that's there today is if, if I wasn't a technical person, I would think it's magic. Like, I just don't know how they do that. Right. So we, we would, you know, you give it, a, you give it a video and you feed it a video and it tells you, you know, exactly what's in it. We gave it a, a picture of an old CRT computer monitor that had been thrown away. It was sitting beside a trash can on a road. Uh, and it gives you back, you know, computer equipment, monitor, old, trash road <laughs> brick red brick you know it's like it it, it like if it if i didn't, if I didn't know better 19. <laughs> yeah if i didn't know better they gave it to someone and said would you tell me what's in that i need to write it down and send it back to these guys <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah so so i'm just yeah i'm just amazed at the technology and and amazed at how fast it improves and how fast it changes right like we said from the moment we started a couple of months later the capabilities had completely changed and they completely continue to grow so lots of investment in this area lots of really exciting stuff that's coming um and so our you know our our obvious obvious advice is yeah be flexible 
but you should be integrating it in what you're doing. Uh, you know, you're going to save a lot of time. You're going to wow some people, right? You're going to have some people in your organization say, that's impossible. How'd you do that? You need it. Yeah. And that's what we look for, right? I want someone to come up and say, uh, you need to tell me how you did that because I don't believe it. Yeah, that's, that's what this magic. technology does. Yep. What a great uh, rundown, Sean. I'm so glad you guys uh, have been uh, whiling away the time uh, pitting all these services against one another. It, it helps everybody. This is good work. Awesome. Yeah, we love it. Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. On behalf of Sean Coleman, I'm Pete Wright, uh, and we'll catch you next time uh, with the next I- innovation that's going to just knock your socks off. That's what he's going to talk about. We don't even know what it is, there you but go. it's going to be magical. I better go figure it out. <laughs> Get to work. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next time right here on Shared Insights, the podcast from BA Insight.